Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to On The Bad Bar Podcast. Of course, it's your host, Christopher Menning. Uh, I'm joined by good friend McKaylee here, straight from the Waldorf Astoria, The Loft. He's just launched a new menu, which I'm really excited about. It's right here. Um, bro, you bought one of your drinks. How the fuck are you? Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Really? And uh, yeah, first time having a, a podcast. Very cool, man. Um, this is delicious. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah, so actually I bring more copies so you can you okay. can open with me. Okay, sure. This one is actually, um, I explained the menu a bit. What we do is a partnership with um, Thai University mm. that is called Sunanda Rajabat. Okay. That is near, of course, it's in Bangkok. And what we do, because uh, you've been to the loft before, everything is about art. Yeah. So we have a lot of um, brushes and a lot of canvas around. So the idea that um, I had is to partnership with um, with this university, okay. but not to to match the cocktail based on the painting, but based on the technique. Okay. So the university created 13 different type of uh, painting using 13 different type of technique. Mm -hmm. And um, each, each painting, they use a um, different technique on the way to make the painting. And we, we made the drinks based on the technique, mm. not on the, on the painting. Man. So they have acrylic, watercoloring, paper layering, okay. collage. And then this cocktail right here that we are sipping is actually the technique is a photography. So the cocktail is called Vintage Snap. And um, yeah, we try to do a twist on Van Negroni. Um, right now, as you know, in Thailand, this get big, start to be very famous these meal punch things uh, yeah, so true. this one we try to make it in a negroni that of course i'm italian so it's quite uh, unique so we do london number three the rose vermouth and then we do with the campari we do the milk punch mm. using basil syrup a japanese uh, yellow melon juice and because when you do a milk punch you kind of remove the bitterness we add a pomelo juice handily squeezed so we kind of we re-add this, uh, this bitter that we take out with the milk punch, we re-add it, mm -hmm. and a drop of saline solution. Now, as I told you, it's like we having the garnish is in is frozen inside the ice, so we put the picture of the bar into the ice, that's why the technique is photography. So when you sip it, you can actually see the picture of the first impression of the bar when you come in, that picture we put it into the, into the ice. Nice. Man, it's, yeah. it's really, really tasty. Uh, thank you so much for bringing it. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking the other day, and firstly, you look so smartly dressed. Uh, I feel kind of bad that I'm not <laughs> in the suit myself. You came straight from work, right, yes. to come here, so I appreciate yes. that. Bro, how long have you been there for? It's been a while, right? Yeah, so it's been actually a while. Um, 7 December 2017, so it's... Wow. But again, we had... Um, six years. Six years, and we had, of course, the COVID in between. So yeah. that... It kind of gave me more energy to continue and to be there because, of course, it was one year pre-opening. Mm. And then we opened. After one year, COVID came. Almost two years closed. And then actually, let's say not three years, but people start to travel back not too long ago. So There's not many people that have been in a venue that long, you know. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I love Thailand. I love Bangkok. It's my home now. And, yeah, I feel... I feel I want to, I feel I want, I can give more, you know, mm. to, to the place. Then of course the 50 best is like, keep you always excited. You know, you want to, you want to kind of be part of it. The hotel is also, I mean, all of our stuff actually in the hotel stay, stay in the hotel from very long time. Right. Especially my team as well. Okay. I have uh, some of my team stay with me from, from the first day. And uh, yeah, 
we it's been also a long time for me is uh <laughs> it's not easy to be in a place i mean of course um i'm very happy there mm-hmm. is um the loft i mean especially the bar i think is very unique you've been there so mm. to have those kind of cocktail in a place not open area um in the middle of the city you can see everywhere you can see everything and 56 floor so it is quite unique that's why it's like if i if i will make a move i have to be for something mm. not same level but that can compete correct it's um it's one of those places every time i go and I always sit at a bar and just look at a view and think, oh my God, the views are amazing up here. Like, well, I should be here more often. Yeah, it's, it's on top of the world. It really is. And uh, for those who don't know, so it's sort of, um, I guess you would call it Langswan area, correct? Yeah, Rashad Amri. Yeah, Rashad Amri. Okay. He's actually, yeah, he's, he's in between. Mm. He's in between. So it is in, he's in Rashad Amri. He's a Waldorf Astoria. Mm-hmm. And Waldorf Astoria that then when you see it, this tall building called Magnolia, so they also combine with the residence. So it is a residence and, and hotel. The residence is one side, the hotel is one, another side. Mm. And uh, the top three floor, we have the steakhouse that is Bull and Bear, mm-hmm. the loft and the champagne bar. Champagne bar is really nice as well. We've done a lot of events there. We did a Together, yeah. martini masterclass, which is quite fun with Lorenzo. Very nice. You guys, um, I mean, honestly, it's a beautiful bar. So congratulations on the new menu again. Thank you. Really. Um, I mean, we've got the cameras rolling. I don't know how much these guys can see. We might have to hold up a little bit, but but it is beautiful, man. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have been going there recently to try the cocktails. What was, um, other than art, what was the other inspiration that sort of drove you for this menu? So I tell you... Um, very, very clearly like what I think when I do menu. Mm. It's like, um, I am like, I'm like this, a bit weird. Um, I feel that about taste is everybody tastes everything and and everybody is like, try the spirit, try the product, try to do different syrups. So my first inspiration always come from colors, from, from, my eyes. So, you know, I I love a lot of clothes. I love fashion. So when, when they allow me to do the for the first time, then this, this menu a bit out of a box because there is a bit, not really matching a five stars luxury, but Mm -hmm. we made it in that way to, to be able to be served there. Correct. So what we do is, um, I don't know, every time I see colors, I try to, to give a flavor to it. Mm-hmm. and right to combine in the drinks. And I always, from the first menu we had, we actually had a partnership with this friend of mine. So that was a bit more, more straightforward because he created the heart and we combined the cocktail to the heart. So based on colors, based on what the animal expression was giving, we was a bit more personal. Okay. And then this one, we made it more as a team more for fun and uh, yeah we pretty much i told to those very young guy came from the university with the teachers we came i think two or three teachers and all the all the student and it was nice because of course they were not speaking english perfectly but they were doing it okay. and me i don't speak perfect thai so we had the kind of we need, we need to understand with what they see so mm-hmm. that's why i made some cocktail and then um each of them, they, I told to the teacher to, to, to do what they feel mm-hmm. based on the, on the feeling they got talking to me or coming to the loft and telling to them which type of art they have to, they have to do, correct? Okay. So, and one of them actually was funny because I don't know if you can see in the camera, uh, she, she decided to, to draw me. Yeah, I was just literally going to point this out. And yeah. um, you, you kind of <laughs> so, look yeah. a bit like, um, was it Al Pacino and the Godfather? <laughs> so, yeah, so actually, like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's like, I actually, I shake, I shake like this because um, I all the time I shake, I like to, I like to turn my body to the side, but it's cool. It's cool I always favorite. like to look in front of what people, uh, of what people seeing and if they're looking and what they are seeing, I like to look around the bar. And she, after some shaking, she do this. That is also one of the pictures that we use a lot of for, for media. Yeah. But she exactly do 
doing black and red and this cocktail is actually the technique is drawing because she draw it and mm. it's actually <laughs> it looks really nice did you do you have this piece of art as well yeah we you have it, it. Oh, i good. hope i can keep it oh you should uh, definitely. and yeah it, they, they, they they draw it on canvas okay so it's not even easy as paper no. so you know the liquid is very easy to to go aside and to but yeah, they did an amazing job. So, and they are very young. Mm. So each of them, they made what they felt. And that, the funny part of creating this menu was that we didn't see the, the painting until we actually also had the- Wow, so it was a bit of a surprise for cocktail. you as well. Yeah, like and, the, then, and then the funniest thing is that when they delivered it to us, the painting, our cocktail was ready. Mm. And we actually saw that some of the cocktail are completely matching. Wow. Uh, some of those, of course, we had some, I had some idea. For example, you know, the oil dropping, just drop it, it's cool. Okay. Um, this cocktail, the, I don't know, when they told me that they wanna use oil, te, oil drop it technique, I always had in my mind to, to create a mess into the, into the glass. You know, it's like when they, when the oil is combined and created those kind of different color in between. So the idea of this one was in my mind and with my team, we made all the drinks exactly together. Mm. I remember was, um, we had all the idea, write it down, but we never had the chance, you know, working in hotel is not that easy mm. as a standing alone bar. So hotel, you know, to get the ingredient, to get people, to get delivered is not that fast as yeah, you wish. True, true. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of red tape, a lot of people that to you approve. need to keep up. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, once uh, we had these two days for no alcohol, mm -hmm. uh, with all the bar team, we were kind of going close to the to the timeline, and I asked them, let's meet all at the bar and let's do it. So we actually met around two o'clock, and we stayed there until midnight, <laughs> and we made all the thirteen drinks. Um, some of those was even wild because I had the idea on the colors, but after you, you shake it, you combine it, something changed. Right. Yeah. So you need to get back from the beginning. Okay. But I must say, it's like this, just drop it. It's like my bartender Kunek did it. Uh, it's like, I just, I really touch up a bit. So this menu, it is, we made it really all together with my bartenders. Um, all of them. So, uh, some of those, one of us have a, as, as a personal. So let's say Kumpon, my bartender has Candy Cat, but to me, I have this one that I always wanted to do that uh, I want to talk about it actually is sure. uh, the Golden Serenade. The is Golden the last Serenade, one. okay. Somebody. Yeah, because it's um, one of the drinks that actually we do. Yeah, with uh, McCallan 12. Mm. Um, and they take once they when they told me the technique was print making right something okay. came up in my mind is like this is have to be different so i start to look into into internet and funny story one guy from italy um he messaged me and he's the owner of a company called 3d company 3d um, 3d vault mm. and yeah this guy make a 3d printing so I say, look, did you ever send to Asia? And he say, no, I would like to, to do something. And I say, okay, I want to do this. So they print a barrel, exactly the barrel of McCallan and the pot steel of McCallan. They 3D printed as a small version. The exact like replica. Exactly replica wow, with, okay. the, of course, they wrote on top of the loft. Yeah. And on top of the barrel is the McCallan signature. Wow. And uh, yeah, we made this unique thing that we have a glass into the barrel. Okay. In the way we served. That's so cool. Yeah, and the printmaking, every time I printmaking, I always think printing or cut on paper, correct? Mm. But I say, I want to print the vessel, I want to print the glass. Okay. So we printed the glass and now we, what we do, we, we mix it. And it's actually a twist of an old fashioned that the next time you come, I really want to let you try. Thank you. Yeah. Is, um, you know, I told them I want something woody mm -hmm. and they created this, that this actually look like the view from Bangkok. 
Yeah. But with the view or with, with flowers and and everything about gold and orange, so it was it, really matching. It's beautiful, and and I can really kind of get a sense of the taste just from reading those ingredients and looking at the print as well. It's like okay, it makes sense. Yeah. So we Sandalwood we pour, we, and, we stir, know. we pour okay. into the um, the pot. Yep. And then in front of the guests, we open the barrel mm-hmm. and we pour from the from the pot into the glass, and then we leave it. We leave it to the guys. And the funny thing is that when uh, me and my team in the same day, we went to outing in, um, we went outing in, um, uh, I don't remember, in near, uh, not too far from Bangkok, it's like three hours. We went with the quad. Okay. You know, they have a river. I don't remember the name of the city, but you go there with the quad in the okay. middle of the forest and it's fun. So we got a house there. We stayed there on the way back. We stopped to those kind of big shop that they sell all the Thai, original Thai food. Mm. And they, uh, we found a stick that my team told me that uh, Thai people used to eat long time ago that is a coconut sugar, but oh, it nice. looks like a piece of wood. Okay. And they say, wow, this has to be a garnish for this. And, <laughs> and it's funny because in Waldorf, we having, especially in my bar, the, the age of the guests is like, People coming, they're not that young. So um, every Thai guest see it, they say, oh my God, this is what I was eating when I was, when I was a kid. And we um, put it in actually the most expensive drinks we have on the menu. Yeah, 880 baht. Yeah. It's quite high. But again, it is a, it, we, we, at the world, at the loft, we put quite a lot of product. So yeah. in this one, we use McCallan 12 Sherry Oak. Um, Which and is then obviously already a high price. Already item, right? as a shot, we put exactly the same as a shot. Okay, so yeah. we put 40 ml. Then we do the infuse of Mancino Rosso with um, Palo Santo, mm-hmm. but very attached because Palo Santo is very strong. Then Amaro Lucano, okay. Mancino Copy. That this Mancino Copy has a taste of a coffee kind of nutty hint. Mm. And then uh, this honey that a friend of mine imported for me from Yemen. 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 Why did you so decide Yemen? Because this friend of mine is coming from uh, Yemen. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, and he told me, you should try my honey. And I said, look, can you give it to me for, yeah. for, for this cocktail? Okay. And actually he imported it because his friend has a, has a shop and we get this beautiful honey that actually we make also whiskey sour at the loft. Okay. And the, I don't know, it's the first time that you, uh, in the drinks you have a, a smell after shaking it, the smell of the honey is still there. Wow. So it's very unique. We infuse with ginger, touch of Perrier, and then instead of normal bitter, we do our own made bitter. Mm. So we got this uh, Everclear. We infuse with the sandalwood. Mm-hmm. Then we dilute a bit with water and we make this bitter. Okay. And then, yeah, they have this bar um, and this, this presentation quite unique. That's a lot to go into one drink, a lot of like creativity and thought to sort of yeah, pull this all together. Um, That's this is the thing I have sometimes a lot of problem is because <laughs> I'm very creative. Right. And sometimes you have the idea, but to make it is not that easy. Normally, I mean, so this is true. When I worked in hotels as well, I'm a creative person, but I always have someone who kind of brings me back. It's like, Chris, you're in the clouds, come back, come back. So there's always a sort of dynamic with that. Do you, do you have someone like that at the hotel? Or do you okay. get told sometimes to, you know? <laughs> no, actually, I tell you something is, um, I must say that um, my biggest support is my jam. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, every idea I have, he talked to me. Because, you know, we had some issue with bosses. It's like some go and mm. left. And so what I got to them, the best is my jam because he's always open to talk to me. So every idea I had, it went there. Of course, after that, you need to see because we are a chain, Isilton, Waldorf. So sometimes my ideas went a bit out too much. Right, so okay, they need yeah. to put it back on track, but they never stop the idea. They kind of always say, okay, but if we cannot do this in which way we can do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very, very creative person. So this menu, you know, is like, I tell you something, it's like Magnolia cocktail. Our building has this white line all around. And then I say, I want a glass with all those lines, but the technique was acrylic. 
So every company I found that they can do it, they can do inside. And they say, no, no, I want it outside. So, so you can touch and it's giving you this acrylic flip, acrylic touch, you know, because acrylic normally is not smooth, correct? Yeah. When you say acrylic, yeah. you see something not, not too, not smooth, not soft, not flat. So that is the idea what I have of acrylic. So I made the, we made the, this glass with the, those white lines that look like similar to the building, but they are outside. So when you touch it, you have this, this unique touch of the glass. And then inside one of my close friends that, that maybe, you know, uh, Constantine, and he was living here before. Okay, yeah, he yeah, made yeah. this product that is a kind of a grappa mm. uh, from Rome. And when you taste it, it is so unique. It's like really acrylic. It's like, okay. you feel it's like, if you're Italian, you like it. But in Thailand, mm. okay, but yeah. I say, I want to put it in the glass. So I made this cocktail that when you drink it, it's very smooth, but you can feel we play a bit with the flavor. So yeah, this menu, I personally can say that we play more with the, with the flavors. We play a bit more hard. Mm -hmm. In the previous menu, maybe we were a bit playing safe. And, and yeah, we have this, you know, we have, you know, it's like Fig Fixer is a sculpture. So I say, I want to have a sculpture on the glass. And I say, I want to make something on the glass. Okay. So I speak to my pastry chef and I say, look what you can do. And they say, man, but you know, how many you need is like, <laughs> yeah, this you is cannot, true. Like, you will be having six ballroom, you know, it's like, yeah. we having those, uh, we having those, we having those, uh, those events. And if you put more jobs, it's like how many you need. And they say, look, I don't think I need a lot to try to upsell. Mm. Uh, we, so we made the, the sculpture glass from Chamai. So the, the mug is handmade from Chamai mm. and the sculpture, some little flower and elephant on top of the glass. Okay. And then on the rim and then on top, many people say, what is it? They don't know what is fig. Oh, fig, I love fig. Yeah. It's a great So, But when they see it, they like it. So we yeah. made, me and Kunek, uh, we, he created this idea of a whiskey sour with fig that works very well. Are these figs from Chiang Mai? Because I know Chiang Mai has a lot of figs, but they're quite small normally. Very small yeah. and not too strong flavor. So yep. what we did is he created this uh, whiskey sour. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I said, I said, look, we should take out the sweetness from all the syrup we had and we should put it in the fig. So we made a jam. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we put a couple of spoon on that. And then even when we say fig fixer, a lot of people doesn't really know what is fig. So my idea was, okay, we need to create this sculpture on top. Why we don't use the fig? So we cut a fig and, and with the chocolate ring on the ice, with the fig keeping the ring. So it is a look like kind of a sculpture. Wow. So yeah, we, I don't know. I like to play a lot. Sometimes, as you said, it's like you have the idea and then it's too crazy that nobody can match it. So you need to step back. I don't like to do that. Mm. Also when I, when I wear clothes and stuff, if I have an idea, just go for it. You know, it's like if you have too many people try to change your idea, they should do your job, right? It must be nice though to, to have all this come to life, you know, all these beautiful ideas. Yeah, and just literally. And this is, it you know, went to various like that. Yeah, but it's not just you. And it's like you, you mentioned about your team, the young artists from the university, right? You said They are so proud. I mean, yeah, they must be. Did, I mean, having their art featured in a menu like this is, is something special, right? Also, we put the real heart at the bar. Okay, great. So yeah, they, yeah. they send it to us, the real painting. And uh, they are, of course, a different shape. Some of those are on actually on paper. Can, uh, can we ask which university was it? The, uh, the name is... It's got the front right, so. Yeah, it's called uh, Suan Sunanda Rajabat University. University. I hope my Thai accent was... Faculty uh, of Fine Arts. Guys, good. congratulations, really. It's great stuff. Yeah, they, they came all to the bar and actually we had a, a lounge uh, for some people, um, for some media that they came the day you were, I think you were traveling, that Kunduan invite you. Hmm. Uh, we had it for split days. Uh, and the, all the artists came. So all the guys that were there talking to the media and of course they were shy, but <laughs> yeah. they, you know, each, they, they did a very good job. And this menu is actually kind of fun because 
also what we like to play with the team is like which cocktail is selling the most, correct? Right. So what what is selling the most right now? What what seems to be most popular? Oh my god. <laughs> I must say we are competing. We are competing uh, with the uh, Candy Cat. Candy Cat. I mean that name alone is, you Candy know. Candy <laughs> Cat that uh, this my bartender did this meal punch with the uh, tequila mezcal uh, with mango, strawberry, and jasmine. And then he had the Roku, and the drinks is uh, very smooth, and the technique is pastel. Okay. So okay. we put a little meringue that look like the cat on the painting. Yeah. Uh, and it is a very, very smooth and very nice, but competing with the level 56, and uh, you will not believe the Golden Serenade. Really, it's going well. So, okay. Because at the end of the day, it's an old-fashioned, correct? Mm. So you don't drink it that fast. And you feel the Macallan inside. It is a very nice drink. It's not because I did it. It's, it is, you drink, when you're using good product, for me, this is like for food. Mm. And I love to cook. So once you have a very good product, it's very hard to mess it up. Mm -hmm. At least if you don't start to do so many things on it, me, I'm very simple guy. You know, it's like, less you touch it, better it is. For sure. So in this one, of course, we infuse something else. and But again, the percentage of vermouth and the Amaro we put is nothing compared to the big part of the whiskey, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even in the food, I like to have a good pasta, okay. good, good, good sauce. Well, I mean, you you're Italian, you guys come from the best cuisine in the world. Yeah, of course, use good ingredients. Someone, someone also trying to take <laughs> that out of us. But yeah. I mean, many people like it in Thailand. Many people like it, but you know, it's a lot of carbs. So mm. not too many Thai people love carbs. I don't know, man, you say that, but Italian cuisine is, I mean, we, we did the Italian issue, um, this one here, and I'm not even kidding. There's 400 Italian restaurants in Bangkok right now. Everywhere. Which is madness when you think about it. Four hundred, like everywhere. But um, there, there's definitely a big community, uh, particularly in F and B. There's loads of Italian bartenders. Shout out to some of them. Um, also, an amazing group of chefs as well. But um, amazing chef, uh, for sure, for sure. It's funny we always joke about, um, and I think I put in this article as well about the Italian mafia, sort of <laughs> spreading across the world, and especially in London, you have this huge wave of you know all these amazing Italian bar managers and. I mean, I think, Italian, they are everywhere in the industry, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, but I think it's your DNA, right? The hospitality comes from when you're... A, lo a lot of us. Yeah. But not so many, but a lot of us. But you need to like it. You, I mean, you need to love to... Mm. You need to love hospitality. Did you ever have that growing up as a kid? Did you... Always. Yeah. You know, it's like from when I was... I mean, I started to love this job from when I was 12. Right. So, but of course you cannot work at 12, but you can school. So I do school for um, hospitality. You know, mm. the pasta, the blue pasta, this is called De Checo. So it's coming from my city, it's called Filippo De Checo. And they do in, um, they do in my, he, he coming from my city and he opened a school, hospitality school. So you can do, you can kind of do receptionist, you can do a kitchen, it's like chef, and then you can do, Serving, we call the sala. It's like taking care of the floor. Maitre mm -hmm. or okay, restaurant yeah, manager. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I, sh I choose a chef. So I do one, two, first, I, first year, second year, third year, you do, you can, you have to do all. And then on the third, you, you choose what you want to do for the next two years. And I choose chef. But when I was during the school, I, I went to a club and then I saw this actually, this guy became a very good friend of mine, he's called Alberto. Uh, and yeah, he was doing bartender, he's like flair in this club on top of the stairs, he's like everybody looking at him and they say, I wanna be there. <laughs> uh, from yeah. that day, I start to work, uh, I focus only on bartender. So I do the first American school for bartender equilibrium in my city. And then um, I went to Garda Lake for two summer season. Mm. And then um, I realized that I need to speak English to, to do this job. So I choose the farthest place from my city. So I went to Australia. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, in Sydney. 
I will live there for one year. And then on the way back, uh, I stop here and I start to work here. And I always want to be in contact with people. So why I choose a chef and then I change is because in the kitchen, you are not that close. Mm -hmm. And I, I had my experience in the kitchen. I love to cook, but I prefer to be, you know, mm. actually one thing I love about my job that even last night and every day I realize is the best that of course, so many job, I don't talk about all of them, but in terms of industry, I feel that my job is a job that nobody can be between me and the guest. I don't know if you, yeah. if I don't know if you understand, it's like, you know, it's like UK, can, can, can princess come? I can take order directly from her. It's nobody, it's like, if I want, I can go there and talk because everybody wants to talk to bartender, correct? It's mm -hmm. like, let me talk to the bartender. Let me order my drink. Yeah. Sometimes they also do with the chef, but with the, with the food is different. You know what you like, you mm -hmm. know, you know, I'm hungry of steak. I want steak. But with the drink, sometimes you don't know, you know the base, but you want sour, but what do you have? You have some fresh fruit, you yeah. have some juice, you have some syrups. So, and being at the bar, I realized that every single famous people come, I have a chance to talk face to face to them. You know, one of very important guy came to the restaurant and even there I thought, okay, maybe I will not see him. They say, can the bar manager come down and he to order my drink. So I said, okay, what do you like? It was a Negroni. Mm. And the security came up to see what I was doing. Yeah, I need to open a new bottle. And, and, and I said, wow, even this guy talked to me. Okay. So I said, yeah, I love, I love to be no protagonist, but it's kind of, you need to love it and you need to be humble mm. because a lot of time you're talking to someone that, you know, they don't know or, yeah. or it's the first time in a bar ordering something like that, or it's a lot of things you should see. And a lot of time, I think that many people forget that and they're a bit too, probably, so. One thing I've, and I don't know if it's very similar, but when I was in hotels, I really loved the theater of it. I, you know, being the sort of bar manager, the host, being at the center stage, you know, running the show, making sure everything's going well and really being in control and, you know, making sure that every guest has exactly what they need and I'm there to answer questions. It's almost like being in a play, in a theater. And I really yeah. love being that main character and driving That is that. Uh, the most important thing. But again, mm. sometimes you need to, very hard is to, as you say, when you have a lot of thinking, but someone cannot understand that how important it is for you, mm. sometimes it's frustrating. That's why you need to, it's not really about training, it's about to be connected with your team. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like doing training, sit down there for three hours, talking about something that maybe they don't understand is, sometimes it doesn't give what just to, to un be understood as a person and to give yourself in what you feel, maybe they say, okay, he'll really love this job. We need to follow him, you know? So being there controlling everything is nice, but you need to, I think the most important thing is you do with uh, yourself in terms to don't try to fake it. Of course. You need to, you need to really be yourself. That's why it's like in this menu, mm. what I did is to all my bartender and to my service staff is you have to choose which one you like. You make one of your own mm -hmm. and you need to feel that represent you, correct? Because mm -hmm. a lot of time, you know, you go to a bar and me, I like to say, would you like? But a lot of people, because they are being trained or something, they say something that they don't know and you can feel that is not what they like, correct? Mm -hmm. So me, I said, look, you like this? Maybe only you, you like. If some guests ask you what you like, you say with really what you like. And in the way you express yourself, the guests really understand how happy it is, how happy you are to, to present this ring, correct? Mm -hmm. So in this menu, we really do that. And in my bar, I try to do, I try to train my team in that way. Of course, is everybody say, yeah, but when you're there or when you're not there, the different things you can't control that it's always the way you cannot it? be yeah. two person in the same time correct true, true. so i trust i trust my theme and then good i just make sure the only thing i make sure a lot is 
is a recipe. It's like it's not really on the pre-badging. It's about that if you make the cocktail, everybody the same, everybody shake the, in the same way, kind of understand why you shake and the cocktail tastes good. We have a recipe, so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It's uh, genuine hospitality is, is key to it. It has to be genuine. It has to be from the heart. Don't fake it for sure. I have to be from a, I pour you some more? Thank you, yes, yeah, I'd, I'd love some. It's, um, I mean, man, you've you've been at the same place for six years. I'm interested as well, you mentioned that you went to Australia, so can I ask you about that journey? Did yeah. you, you did school in hometown Italy, you went to Australia for a year to learn English, and then you see you stopped off in Bangkok. Have you been back since, or did you really just stop at Bangkok and that was it? Oh, that was it. Really? That's so, such a crazy journey. Wow. So okay. I, I tell you everything. So um, I was working in this bar in Italy that was unreal. Cheers. So like, cheers. Thanks again. Yeah. Huh? Appreciate it. Was, um, was unreal and uh, was called Winnie's Bar. Okay. And was a dream working there. It's like dream. But the most things that... Um, it's like excite me was was that when I arrived, my bar manager Massimo, he was talking to seven table in seven different language. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I said, I mean, look, this guy. It's like <laughs> I wanna be, I wanna be him so bad. That's showing off to the max. Like. But you know, it's like every day different suit. Right. Okay. Yeah. For Wednesday he had a long jacket. For Friday the red one. Yeah. Each guest have a different pen. Cartier, Montblanc, you know, it's like, I was there, it's like, man, he's a, he's a, he's a king or he's, he's a prince or, <laughs> or, or he's a, or he's a bar manager. Yeah. And, um, and then I say, okay, I need to speak English and then I need to keep up. And then, um, when I decide to go to the farthest place to, farthest place to Italy is the reason is because I said, if I am with Italian, you will only talk Italian, correct? Mm -hmm. So True. I went far. And then on the way back, I fly with Thai Airways and at the time was stopping in Bangkok before I go to Sydney. And I stopped for five days because my mom was scared uh, because I was 19. And I said, <laughs> so she yeah. said, it's like, actually my best friend, Jacopo, he was a chef here in Bangkok for a restaurant called Zanotti. Mm. Uh, you know? know, yeah. Um, is my brother is like, you know, I grew up with him. It's like, it's like I have two brothers, he's the third one. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, I, my mom said, can you stop there for five days? So at least Jacopo see <laughs> how you look like. He's like, it's the first time traveling out of Italy. It was oh my, my first time going. It's your first trip as well. Yeah, oh my God. first trip. Okay. Um, so I stopped here for five days. And Jacopo took me around and I saw Bangkok and I was with my best friend at the time, Mattia. And I loved it. I'm not sure about him. You know, mm. you have these feelings, or you love it or you hate it. Yeah. And um, when we went to, to Australia, we start to work, we found job, uh, we move house, we live together and then we separate everybody, home life. And then after that, I said, okay, I think Australia is done. Even though I would love to be there at the time, but I say, okay, maybe it's a, I think I'm, I'm okay. It was a good experience. Sure. I had a very good money. I made good money. I was good, everything. So I said, okay. And then talking to Jacob, I say, on the way back, why you don't stop here one month or two months mm. for a holiday? Yeah. And then if you see something, you see you stay. And then me, I say, actually, my plan was to do a, a month's holiday, but he had uh, his room, his second room free. And I said, okay. So boom, I drove away my ticket. And funny story is that the day I landed, they took me for party because it was my birthday. On the 16th, I arrived in Bangkok on the 19th. Hmm. Um, he took me out for crazy parties. So it's like, wild first day in Bangkok, <laughs> in Bangkok 20 yeah. years old wow it's the best way to go <laughs> oh my god you know so i say okay in the morning i wake up hungover like never 
Um, and he was working in this restaurant that at the time opened a little coffee shop in front that they do also a little easy pasta. So I went there, I was eating and next to me, table next to me was the owner of a company that you know very well, G4, Brand Connect. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luca. Yeah. And he was eating there and then we talk and he said, what do you do? Bartender. Oh, I start to sell spirit. Do you want to work for me? I said, yeah, you, tomorrow you can fly to Singapore. Yes, <laughs> okay. Here is the ticket. Boom, my flight to Singapore, prepare the paper alone, 20 years old, didn't know what to do, come back. And I start to work for him that at the time was very different because he from wine, he started to also sell spirit, but I was the first, in, the first employee with the Hiroshi that at the time was my boss, that uh, you met. Yeah, yeah. And we were, I was doing training around because at the time was a lot of Italian product. So I was doing trainings and, and meeting people. And funny thing is that Luca was saying to me one day, if you smart and you work with me, you will arrive to the top, you know, because you will meet so many people. Correct. And mm. then, and now I'm working at the loft to look like, look where I am. Literally you know? on the top. Yeah. yeah so that was, is like something I really thanks him. Luca. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was from there I started to work as a kind of not brand ambassador, but I was doing, I was representing those brands mm -hmm. and doing training for Antica Formula, Fairnet, mm -hmm. Tito's, Pernod, those kind of brands that, uh, sorry, Patron, that there were a lot of people, Italian product at the time, you know, Punta Mess, so what is Vermouth, yep. Negroni, yep. will start to be the beginning. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I worked there. And then in the same time, I worked with this friend of mine, Konstantin J. Broski. Yeah. So I was working there as a first bar every day. So morning office, okay. night until 4, 4 a.m. in, uh, in Jabroski, 8 in the morning in office, sleeping Gosh. three hours for a year. It's kind of, I'm just sorry to interject. Yeah, no, I know please, this, please. Is, this is a great story because a lot of people that might not be listening, people who are in Bangkok and have been here a while will know that. Those guys really built the industry. I mean, you know, what we're talking about now is like the foundation of what F&B in Bangkok was. It is. Because back in that time, there wasn't really any cocktail bars. I mean, Jay Broski was the only speakeasy together yeah. with, uh, what was called? No, Sugar Ray. Right. And uh, Hide and Seek. Yeah, which is where Kieran was, right? So yeah, Kieran was, was there, there the and then uh, Stefan, um, Philip, and Sebastian. Right, yeah. They were yeah. At above what is now Giglio. Mm. Yeah, I don't even remember the name. And I was working Jabrowski that at the time was crazy because it was no menu. Still no right, menu, yeah. but at the time was like, you were taking, we were crazy busy and was really a hell of a job. And then I opened the house on Saturn. You, you opened the house of Saturn? I, I did not know that. I was the first bar manager of wow. the house on Saturn. That's something I never knew. Yes, sir. Okay. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, that was wild because um, that was crazy because actually um, I started and it was really unique concept because it was not W. Right. They want to keep it as different things with this very famous chef right now. He has two Michelin, Chef Fatih hmm. was like Turkish chef, amazing. Okay. And now he has two Michelin in Istanbul. Wow. Crazy okay. chef. And the GM Clement that now is the general manager for Louise, a Michelin star in, in Singapore, hmm. sorry, in Hong Kong. He was my, also the best super boss. So we opened this place and, and was a really, I was 22. Wow. So it was uh, the hardest things ever done to open a place like- At that age? At that level. Jeez, in a new country as well, like- Was so new everything yeah. and uh, was actually the guy that really do let me feel home as well was the FNB at the time called Jacob. Now he's moved, I think in Roswood, uh, Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. um, he really took me under his arm and it's like, together with Clement mm. and they kind of let me grow up, you know, teach me how to look nice and shaving and be myself and <laughs> nice. okay. be unique. So yeah, we did that. And then after that, my dream was to open my bar mm. at 23 years old. It was my dream. Wow. Big dream. And now uh, one guy approached me and they say, you want to open your own bar? And I say, yeah. 
and was Alex, that is the owner of Opus, right? You know, together with David. Yeah, yeah. And now he's a chef, very amazing chef on uh, David Calo. Now he's a chef in Mrs. Jigger. Mrs. Jigger, yeah. Uh, he's my amazing guy. My big brother. And um, and yeah, we opened this bar together called Mikis. He was okay. chef with me, so we do David. together, yeah. And we, cool. we really made it together. And then unfortunately, when we opened the, the King passed away at the time. Right, so I was okay. very struggling for everybody and also my partners. So they didn't want to really reopen after that. And they didn't want to move the location at the time. So I said, okay, we still good friend. Everything was good. But at the time, Waldorf approached me. And mm -hmm. I said, wow. When I saw the place and I said, maybe I can do it. This is a big challenge. So I opened my bar, I learned a lot, was really big lesson. And then I said, you know what? Let's take this chance to, to open an hotel. So it was six outlet, 24 years old. I say, wow. And now I'm 30, I still here. I mean, it's been 10 years I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I came uh, Jesus. 2013. Big end of 2000, November 2013. So I'm doing nine years starting the 10. And uh, yeah, it was um, all amazing. And then now at the, at, of course, at Waldorf is, is, it is my home. You know, when I started, it was no window. It was like- <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was, uh, I, uh, I was after the FMB because we had uh, the um, anniversary of our chairman. Um, so I have to be there to make cocktail. So it was everything unfinished, but the ballroom was done for this party. And I was making cocktail there for this. And then, uh, as you know, Thailand, is, is, everything is a bit slower in construction. <laughs> you never everything. know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I'd be there. I, I was there one year, of, one year kind of pre-opening time. Mm. And then, and now we are where we are. It's like, when I arrive of, Australia to Bangkok was not easy. So the reason why I stopped, as I told you, Jacob was my best friend living here. He was having some bungalow in uh, Koh Chang. So he kind of knew Thailand. So together with Luca from G4, they kind of introduced me to what is now. It's like really the beginning of industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I was, I was going to have a drink to Shannon. You know Shannon? Chen, the new wine bar or? No, no, no. Um, Shannon, Kun Shannon, the guy that uh, now is moving to Oh, Mai, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, Christ. you know, Nick, I was going yep. to vice versa. It's like okay. Nick Human at the time was like, was really the first school, vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's like, I was uh, just arrived. So I was going there to vice versa. I remember in the, I think in Isara Tower, okay. in Saturn, in Silom. So that was the time is like, was really, 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 really the beginning. Mm. Was nobody here. So I was the, the first foreigner bartender, Italian. I think, I'd, no, at the time also Francesco, that now you open inside bar. Yeah, yeah, inside bar We worked cool together. Well. Okay. And Jay Broski. We did. Yeah, we so. was <laughs> meet, meet Francesco, Costant. That's a dangerous and combination. And lucky. <laughs> Man, I mean, I've got to say, I'm, I'm so impressed. Um, to say that you've kind of been through all that history and, and a decade nearly of, of time in Bangkok, you've seen some big changes, huh? Yeah. yeah. Funny story, one guy came, this customer came and he's like, you are the major. And I say, no, really? But I kind of, I really see so many people arriving to Thailand, leaving, coming yeah. back, place opening, closing. Yeah, yeah, building, building it up and then sold. And it's like, really, it's like, when I came, literally was nothing. Mm -hmm. I remember the place to go to drink was Groove in Central World. Hide and Seek open there. Yeah. Hide and Seek in uh, Ramrudi. Uh -huh. Those are the, like the one um, where Sebastian and Philip work above, uh, uh, Lady Brat, that were the guy from uh, uh, Rocket. Okay. You know, this is really was really the beginning when was Italasia 
mm. Brand Connect and Pernod and Diageo. That's it. So it was, uh, was crazy. And now seeing the city now, I mean, the bar from when I came to Bangkok until now, it went like yeah, crazy. It's like to say that now is like everywhere you go, you have a very good drinks. Like it was, well, I saw it and it was, uh, I, I've been here five years now, so not as long as you, but what I, when I came here was backpacking and I was actually in uh, fine dining for a long time. So I was in a uh, grave time manor in the UK. Reliance Chateau Hotel, Mission Star Restaurant. And they actually closed down the hotel. So this is a 15th century manor house, beautiful building. But they said, oh, we're going to renovate the restaurant. We're going to close for three months. Uh, you don't have a job right now, but we're still going to pay you full, full time. So I was like, great. Okay, three months off. I can do what I want. Full salary. Oh, let's go to Asia. So I literally booked a one-way ticket to Asia. Just traveled around. Wow. I did Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand. But... When I got to Bangkok, I don't know why, there was something really like special about the city. And I didn't get into Singapore, didn't get into Vietnam, but Bangkok, I was like, something happening here. I really want to be part that of it. That is the thing. And it was, it was almost like I could see the wave was coming, right? So after my traveling, I went back to the UK, handed my notes in, I said, I'll get to two more months and, and then I'm gone. And that's how I moved to Bangkok. And yeah, in that yeah, time. And I mean, at the time, we also five years ago was not as now. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many restaurants, as you say, it's like, if you think about 50 best, uh, Michelin star. We didn't have them. Yeah. And you know, the time when a Jamie came from Babu, mm -hmm. we say, okay, something gonna arrive here because he was at the artesian. He's like, mm -hmm. I say something is gonna happen now. You know, he's like, look at this guy. <laughs> you know? Mr. Bishop, yeah. Mr. Bishop, uh, <laughs> he, he came to Bangkok and he's like, was a big thing, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. so, and you know, being friends with those guys right now after living here a long time and be connected with those people. And it is a very unique, unique thing. And I don't say that Italy is bad or I, I when people ask me when I go back, I just say no. Mm. I don't miss Italy. It's like, I miss, of course, my mom, my two brothers, my niece, my, my friend, actually, a lot of them, they left. Mm. Pescara, but you know, food here is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. If you say, oh, in Italy you eat better, I say, okay, the product, but you having restaurant here is like, so let, let's, down. let's touch into this. Where, where is your, I mean, you work in hotels, which is really high pressure and you're not just like nighttime, you're probably daytime and nighttime, right? So <laughs> I know what it's like, but when you do have time off, where do you like to hang out? Where's your go-to restaurants right now? Or your go-to bars? This is a, it's a big question. <laughs> I, I, I feel the pressure of, <laughs> I feel the pressure of my. Let's start with oh, food. Let's go into restaurants. What, yeah, what, what's so exciting? I tell you, you something. Right sure. I wake up in the morning, I know what I want to eat. For okay. what I want to eat, I have each place. Okay. okay. You understand? So you got your favorite for- I have who dish. do the pizza, who do the pasta, who right. wants something casual, who wants something. Sometimes, you know, I wake up and I really, okay. I want a carbonara, it's like- And you know I, where to go for it. Yeah, it's like I call Paolo from Appia. Okay, and I say, so that's the carbonara. I'm coming to Appia. You're gonna upset a lot of people now, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but you know, it's like that is a different, because it's very salty, you know, right. it's like there is very Roman, kitchen so you know they have this pate so the pate is amazing yeah really you know so, so for good. each thing also because my girlfriend is Thai so okay every time I feel it's like I want to eat something Italian maybe for her it's not that easy but she always come with me and we always have nice food but I always also think what she can eat in case you know because mm. it's like I have some place I love it's like Giglio for pasta mm. amazing you know, it's like, if I want to have, you know, sometimes it's coming my friends from Rome or from Milan is, and I know they are quite, you know, nice people that they like to have a very nice time. They like to don't care about the bill. I only go Riva. Okay, four seasons, right? Yeah, for me, it's like, I call Philip or Michele and they say, guys, it's like, you know, you want a pizza, there is stop. You want a pasta, stop. There is kind of, Everything, of course, is for season. So you don't go there to spend 500 baht. You know, it's not everyday place, but yeah. I go, I like to go there. Um, 
But again, you have Via Emilia. It's like, you know, sometimes you wake up, you don't really want to put clothes on. It's like to really, you know, to get full on, to go out. It's like mm -hmm. crazy. You want to stay really easy, casual, mm -hmm. busy place, good food. For me, it's Via Emilia. Mm. You know, it's like Andrea, I know for him from 10 years when right, he was right, at Bolognese. Right. So it's like yep. Via Emilia is a place. And then, you know, you have something that sometimes with some friends visiting. Now my best friend, he moved to Shanghai. Um, and I have also have two type of best friends. It's like my best friend is a, this guy moved to Shanghai that is a football player. Uh, and another one that is older than me, that he lives here, Luca. Um, One place that we kind of like to go, I have to say, is Gigi. Okay, Gigi's doing well. The reason They is because, you know, Eduardo, the <laughs> yeah, Eduardo is like, Edo is like, I, we know him from long right. time. I know him from long time. And, and his, his food is not too complicated to understand. Yeah. It is nice flavor. Mm -hmm. The price is, for what you get, nobody can even come try to complain one word. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, you have those, I mean, really, I like, you know, for example, sometimes it's coming somewhere really from Italy, want to have some Italian, I like to go Giglio. Because you know that little place, Manuelo, he make crazy food. <laughs> But sometimes, you know, coming my friend from Ibiza visiting and then he wants something a bit buzzing, Gigi. Mm. Then, you know, you have my, It's kind of the mother of this, my best friend, or someone a bit more, it's like a birthday party of, of his daughter, Via Emilia. Okay. okay. But you know, to, today is coming this friend of mine from Rome, very nice guy, amazing. He likes to have top food, Riva, mm -hmm. it's like nice. And then of course, sometimes, you know, you want to have something a bit different. You can go to Aqua. Mm. If you want to have something a bit upper class, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But they have a many place that I'm not. You know, my day off is Sunday Monday. Okay. So every chef is off Sunday Monday. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's very hard that I go somewhere. It's not because I don't trust or something. But if you come to my bar, you like that I'm there, correct? Mm -hmm. I want the same I from the text. chef. I always know? say, yeah. are, you, are you there? <laughs> the reason is because, you yeah. know, the, of course the welcome is different. You know, For you sure. have someone that is doing his job and someone love his job. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard that you can, you know, mix those two. So it's like me, for example, Sunday, Monday, I know that oh, Philip or oh, Michele or oh, Andrea, the chef is there. If I go there, if some friend visiting, I go. But... Again, it's like Manuelo is always working with Giglio, so it's like he's safe for me. Sometimes I pass by Saturn, I want to have lunch there, I go. Mm. Um, I mean, Gigi, Eduardo is there. It's like now, for example, last week I was in Gigi because my friend visiting from Ibiza. Where we go? It's like, you go there, you sure that he's busy? Yeah, for sure. You have good sure. food, you can have a bottle of wine, Diogo is a nice guy. Diogo's a champ. I have to shout out to Diogo. He's yeah, a great guy. like, you know, those, <laughs> you have a people around that at some point you don't really go for food or place. You go for yeah. more for the people you know, correct? Mm -hmm. At the end is this for me. And, you know, Andrea, the welcome we give you a Via Emilia is like, if I go with, if my mom will come to Bangkok and you bring to Via Emilia, she will say, okay, we are in, in Italy. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. the welcome we give you and busy place is like, The pizza is good, the pasta is good, the steak yeah. is good. And, but yeah, if I have to say one, I mean, favorite, hard to say, because I go for each Italian, I go for different things. For sure. Before we wrap up, yeah. we will wrap up very soon. Thanks so much for joining, man. But um, let's talk about bars just quickly. I really want to hear... I mean, look, there's some really classic top bars that have been in Bangkok for a while and you've seen them all live and die. Yeah. But <laughs> what are your favorite right now? Because there are some really exciting bars that are sort of making a lot of noise and I'd love to hear your opinion on what you think right now people should be checking out. Wow. It's a big question. <laughs> how, long, how long we have? Time to in a rush. Because um, this, this, uh, this question uh, is, um, I'm having fun. So I tell you what happened. Okay. Don't get me wrong on this. Uh, Um, I like to be in my day off. It's not really I like to be connected with hospitality people. I love all, but when I'm off, I like to be 
in a different place. Mm. So my group of friends, the closest friends right now I'm going out, no one works in industry. So we hang out, we go there, we are all of us at the same spot. You know what I mean? It's like not talking about drinks, not talking about tables, not talking about, we're just having fun. So I'm having two different types of, of favorite bars. You know, it's like mm. I have some favorite bars that I, I want to go to have party, enjoy knowing that nobody know me and I just be myself and it's like I'm enjoying with my friend. And then some place that I love that I say, okay, you go there. For me, good service, top product, cigars. I'm having my day off. Okay. I'm having these two different right. life. So first of all is for me is like drink when you have a vibe. I'm not really focused too much on cocktails. It's like what product you give me. If it is good and the place is vibing, I'm happy. You will see the last person complaining is me or like that. So right now the place I really hung out is, I must say, Rimshot. Thank you. I gotta say I'm the same. I think it's such a cool place, right? I mean, the Turk is like, I mean, I know Turk from 10 years. Turk's a legend like, for sure. The guy, he never miss one thing. Yeah. The one thing I love about it is like you walk in there, it's like a New York underground speakeasy and there's a guy playing, you know, on the decks and DJ. All of a sudden, some guy walks up, starts playing drums and you're like, yeah. what the, what is this place? Where it's is, so cool. But, but again, like, where do you find a place this busy in Bangkok? Yeah. I know. So if I need to find, if I need to take someone out for a drink mm -hmm. and you want a busy place, I mean, a rim shot, okay, cocktail, people can say, oh, nah, man. Whatever. I order an old fashioned, I order a Negroni, order gin and tonic. Yeah. First of all, me, I am that type of guy that when I go place, is like this. Better to have a bottle that keep ordering of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a whiskey guy. You have a whiskey there, a couple of soda, a couple of coke, I'm happy. If I don't finish, you keep it there. They know who you are. You don't try to create so much noise. I like the table there in the corner. <laughs> yeah. That I, Turk. <laughs> you know me, this is the, my corner. Uh, but yeah, there, and, and then of course, before I was going really often to Tonglo, so okay, tapioca, yep. yeah, like, one you of know, it's buzzing like crazy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you go to a bar, it's like that, what do you want? You want mm. to have fun and you want to have buzzing, service is good, drinks is good, so. One thing, sorry to interject again, but one thing which is really interesting, I respect Turk for this a lot, and I'm, I'm hoping this is kind of the way you went around it. Taipioca used to be a cool cocktail bar. You'd go, it's a beautiful bar, right? You know, really long wooden, wooden uh, bar. Beautiful. You, can, you used to go there and you'd have a really like fancy cocktail, really enjoyable, really creative, and it, it'd be quite cool, you know? And there you go. Now when you go, it's packed. It's packed. Absolutely packed. 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 There's girls DJing behind the bar and it's like, it's like. But he, he know that. It's like, he's, he's now people go there. But he switched this. it. And I think he switched it he because switched of the it. COVID situation. It was like, okay, we, we can't do this be, anymore. We have to switch to business. But I think also that's because why. of Thai people. It's yeah, like, yeah. If you have in a place going only Thai people, the place will always be packed. Yeah. It's well, bad look, to say. He, he's got the, he's got a winning formula. I will say yeah. that him and Pepe, Pepe as well is also very much similar. Yeah, There's a winning formula. They know how to bring the guests. They know what to do. And, and the drinks it, are good. Yeah. Me, I'm always having there the lychee drinks. The lychee <laughs> kind of, I think lychee fees. Right. Super nice. So and then, then uh, we, we got Rimshot, we got tapioca. Rimshot, I always order the Waterloo. Okay. The one with the watermelon ball on top. Nice. I, I can have a 20 of it. <laughs> uh, Let's have one more bar and not, not a Turks bar either. Cause he's already got no, two. No, <laughs> now I need to, and now, Sorry, now it's bad to say. It's like, it, for me it's a BKK. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not bad to say, it's just that everybody say, oh, because it's big again. It's like for but me, it, when I go there, I sit down outside there in the afternoon Sunday to smoke cigar. Yeah, okay. It is a very top place for me. And again, is for me, it's like, Living here a long time is like, I just feel it's like you go to a place and I really like everything around. So when you walk into a lobby like that, you sit down in a bar like that, you're having a nice glass where you have, those things make me relax to me. Yeah, yeah. But of course you have a bar, it's like hang out a lot, it's money, it's like Lennon, 
You yeah. know, in Rosewood, Lennon is like, Filippo now is a nice guy. Before it was Daniele. Yeah. Always being connected. Even though we are very close, you know, Rosewood, the loft, Lennon, people say, oh my God, it's like, Filippo is, you know, they're making a good drinks and the, the place is good. So yeah. I must say that when I'm off on Sunday and I like to really change, that's why I go sometimes to a riverside for season. Sometimes I'm having party, I go to Rimshot and, and Tapioca. But yeah, it's like, I think those are the bar I go the most. I mean, maybe someone can say different if they see me somewhere else, but <laughs> uh, I go to party also to Kungolf in Flamenco sometime because mm. sometimes we have a big group of friends, so you go to this place. Vesper, man, but... We're spoiled for choice now, aren't we? We really are. Yeah, it's We're like, it's been, you know, it's, I, I, go, I go to Vesper from really when it was the calling Mm. The first Kumiuk, the lady that now take care of the standard, oh, okay, yeah. she was a bartender there. Mia was already going there. Yeah. So if I if I have to say for me, mm-hmm. top is like where I go the most is a Rimshot, BKK, Tropic City, and and Manio. Okay. Mm. I mean Tropic City, I go a lot because it's the close late, so I go there. That every bar has a, has a same as a restaurant. Everyone has a reason. So <laughs> Tropic City is like, you know, it's a late place to hang out. Everybody go. My bars to go are four. It's like Rimshot, BKK, Tropic City. Yeah. Michele, mate, it's been so good to talk to you. As Thank always, you so really. much. I've really loved my time with you. I appreciate uh, you a lot. Right, you man. always... I appreciate everything you've done for Bangkok. Like really, you were here building it from the foundation. So thanks for your hopefully, time. Hopefully we stay longer. Who knows? For sure. No, but uh, yeah, again, is thank you for having me here. It was my first podcast with you. I mean, first podcast in my life. So it was nice. A very cozy place. Good, good. Thanks to the team. <laughs> We've, um, for those listening and watching, we have the seventh issue of Gastronomy Lifestyle, the plant issue. We've actually got a feature on Michaelis new menu. Uh, so please go check it out. Um, obviously, guys, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Mikael, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thank man. you so much. Thank Talk you. Soon. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Your support helps my show grow, and I love you for listening. So thank you so much. If you want to be a part of it even more, please look at the show notes. You can find links to our Facebook group, The Beverage Network. You can also find links to my Patreon page where you can help the show grow even further with small donations. And you can also find my email where you can reach me anytime with any questions. You guys are amazing. I love this industry. Let's keep it growing. Thank you for listening to On The Bad Bar.